Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, where at this rate, it's safe to say that Retribution is just a dollar store version of Nexus. It's lost the mid-card. Welcome to a big show. We've got a lot to talk about. We have NXT TakeOver 30 coming your way this Saturday. We've got WWE SummerSlam coming your way this Sunday. Uh, SummerSlam, as well as SmackDown this Friday, taking place from the new Thunderdome, hence the we got a little classic Thunderdome background here. Uh, it's night one of two of uh, Special Impact Emergence, so a lot to talk about. But first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost the Midcard, hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. And uh, you can also uh, get us on Spotify uh and just basically any podcasting app that you can find and uh, type in lost the mid card and there you go we're also on youtube where you can catch the video version of the podcast and if you go to uh all the links uh, are on our facebook page facebook.com slash lost in the mid card as well as our twitter at litmc podcast where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world i'm your host jeremy bennett you can find me on the twitter at jb huskers and for the first time in a long time i'm going at it solo here today um Unfortunately, we still don't have Daryl back on the podcast. He's uh, real busy with work at the time, and uh, and Matt is on assignment as well tonight. So uh, with the big show here coming up, I uh, figured we'd get uh, at least a little something here for you. I'll give you my predictions on both TakeOver and uh, SummerSlam here coming up. Only four matches announced for TakeOver, so expect uh, one to get added on uh, tonight's show As so, uh, if you're uh, listening to the podcast on Wednesday. Uh, so there'll definitely be one more, maybe two more, because I think they had six matches on the on the show uh, uh, with the last takeover. So uh, we'll uh, we'll probably get a couple of last minute ones added there this week. Uh, let's kick things off with Impact Wrestling, as we've always uh, been doing here lately. We've been watching Impact since uh, a few new faces have come over, and uh, we've been kind of pleasantly surprised with uh, with the product. Uh, their last pay-per-view was a, a success in, 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 uh, in our minds on the podcast. So we're giving impact wrestling another shot, which, uh, it's probably our third or fourth shot in the, uh, uh, five and three, almost she's about five and three quarters of year of a year. Now we're, we're, uh, you know, we're literally months away from our, uh, we're literally about four months away from our sixth and or six year as, uh, uh, doing the show. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Emergence Night 1 started off with a triple threat X Division Championship on the line. Chris Bay took on Rohit Raju and TJP. And, of course, on the surface, it looks like Rohit is going to be there to help out uh, to help out Chris Bay, you know, help him retain the title, uh, not let TJP get it. But I think we all saw it coming the moment that, that Rohit was going to turn on, uh, on Chris Bay. And it happened. I just did not expect Rohit to come out with with the title. Uh, so that was kind of a big surprise to kick things off with a new X Division champion, Rohit Raju. Uh, a lot of wrestlers from all, a lot of different companies uh, showing their 
uh, excitement and praise for uh, for uh, Rohit breaking through finally and, and capturing uh, a singles title here in Impact Wrestling. Uh, then we go to the uh, ever crazy Wrestle House, where uh, you know we uh, we have uh, Johnny Bravo and Crazy Steve playing with toys uh, as they get ready to set the stage for the the big match that's going to happen. Uh, in the Wrestle House to, on this night, Taya Valkyrie against Kylie Ray. So, uh, and uh, Larry D getting uh, getting ready for a big date with Rosemary apparently, and and uh, uh, using a, a fragrance called Ring Rust. I I thought that was kind of funny, and apparently it smells like shit because uh, old AC Romero did not like it. <laughs> he's now calling himself Lawrence D too because now apparently he's civilized. And the Good Brothers cut a promo, uh, setting up for the big tag match uh, tonight, which uh, against Ace Austin and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. So uh, they uh, were cutting a promo there. Uh, they're not too happy at what Austin and Fulton have been doing to them lately. So uh, definitely setting up for a good feud here, leading to a, a big match at Emergence. Moose, of course, got tricked. He thought he was giving uh, the TNA Championship invitation to suicide, but it was Trey Miguel wearing a suicide mask, uh, unbeknownst to uh, Moose. And that led to uh, Moose against Trey Miguel. Uh, a very solid uh, showing. Trey Miguel definitely has a, uh, a good future within Impact Wrestling. I don't think anybody expected Trey to win this because we all figure – we all figured that EC3 and Moose are going to have a match. EC3 is going to win and then destroy the TNA World Heavyweight title. Well, maybe now there may not be a match because uh, after the match, EC3 drops Moose with the inverted DDT and steals the TNA championship and walks out. So uh, uh, probably to be continued uh, for night two of Emergence next week. Uh, they did a good they they did a good video package on uh, Eric Young showing uh, all different facets of his his career within Impact Wrestling a very long career within Impact Wrestling so uh, uh, that, I thought that was kind of a cool piece to see there um, we cut to Willie Mack getting interviewed by uh, by Jimmy Jacobs before uh, the interview gets it gets hijacked by. Uh, by Brian Myers and uh, looks like, uh, you know, from this, the, from what we've been seeing, I think we're going to get a, a heel Brian Myers to start. I'm all for it. it. It's kind of a new fresh look at him at, at maybe a, a chance to, uh, to, to flesh out the Brian Myers character in a different way. So I'm all for it. Looks like we're going to set up a, a Brian Myers and Willie Mack match, which, uh, which should be very good with a couple of veterans there. I don't know if that's going to happen on night two of emergence or uh, very soon on impact afterwards. We'll, uh, we'll find out. Uh, probably the match of the night was the, uh, the good brothers taking on Madman Fulton and ACE Austin. Uh, you could have probably picked either that or the main event as probably the match of the night. Uh, no surprise magic killer by the good brothers. They get the win there. Um, So uh, then we're back at Russell House. More hijinks happening at Russell House. Someone stole the Deaner's beer, so there's a cliffhanger there. I wonder who. I wonder who stole all the beer. 
I'm going to, I'm going to guess, I'm going to blame it on Susie. That's going to be my guess. Let me know in the comments what you think there. But uh, my, my guess is Susie. Susie stole the beer. She drank two cases of beer. That, that little girl drank two cases of beer. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, the, uh, the big match in the Russell House tie Valkyrie against Kylie Ray. Uh, Rosemary was the referee. Rosemary tried to cheat for Taya, but it didn't quite work. And, uh, um, and, uh, Kylie Ray gets the win there. Obviously Kyrie, Kylie is the uh, number one contender as well. So eventually we'll be setting up a, uh, Kylie Ray and uh Deanna Perrazzo match. I'm assuming, but, uh, probably eh, maybe bound for glory, which I think is coming up in October. So I don't know if it's, they're going to wait that long. Well, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll remain to be seen. And then the main event of the evening was uh, the Motor City Machine Guns defending their tag team titles against the North. Uh, another good match. Like I said, you could probably pick either of the tag matches for the best match of the night and go either way with it. Uh, no surprise. Machine Guns get the uh, retained there since the North had held the titles for over a year. Uh, so now the machine goes to look forward to uh, uh, whoever they begin to feud with. Maybe the good brothers. I don't know. Maybe too, maybe too soon for that. Cause I think you got to put the titles on the good brothers, the first chance they get. So. And uh, for emergence night two, um main events going to be the first ever knockouts, Iron Man match between Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan grace. Uh, Eddie Edwards defending the impact championship. Looks like another open challenge, but with it being emergence, I would assume that it's going to be a big one. Somebody, maybe a surprise, maybe Heath, uh, you know. Uh, I would would assume it's not going to be, it's going to be some, it's going to be someone you, you, it might be someone that you think will take the title from Eddie, possibly. and they did make it official. Brian Myers and Willie Mack are are on for next week. More Wrestle House and also EC3 on why he stole the TNA title. Well, we all know why. He wants to destroy it and destroy its history. So AEW this week, uh, we kicked off with a, a great tag match between the Young Bucks and Dark Order's Evil Uno and Stu Grace. And, of course, as the Smash Brothers, they... These guys have clashed a lot in PWG, so no surprise that these guys uh, had a great match here. And it was good to see this match. We hadn't seen this match in, in quite a while. So Young Bucks getting the win there uh, as they start to trend upwards once again in the tag division. Um, so uh, I, I, I assume right now Bucks take on FTR at All Out. And then FTR takes on Hangman and Omega. It'd be interesting to see if Hangman turns on Omega at any point, though, uh, during that FTR match. You know, maybe he just walks out on Omega, which it'd be weird because you're the tag champions. But uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, MGF cut a uh, another uh, pr- another, I guess you could say, State of the Union address as he's. Uh, uh, taking on the uh, presidential election year as a, a theme um, to uh, rally against John Moxley. Uh, pretty good promo there by MJF, as always. Moxley hits the ring and uh, drops MJF with a, a, a killer paradigm shift 
after which um after which uh, Moxley was rallying to ask for the paradigm shift to be banned. We'll see. Uh, Alex Marvez interviewed Matt Hardy. Of course, Matt Hardy had, took that brutal chair shot accidental from Sammy Guevara the week before when Sammy accidentally grabbed the wrong chair, a non gimmick chair. And uh, well, that was a very heavy chair that went right for, Hardy's forehead, which ended up in, I believe, about 13 stitches. Uh, seeing Hardy on being the elite this week, though, um, either they did some good makeup or or it's healing really good because you can you have to really look to see the scar on on Matt's forehead there, considering he had a lot of stitches to put, to close up that wound. Um, but hey, they're turning this accidental thing into you know more fuel for the fire. Uh, as they should to make it more uh, to make it mo- make the feud a lot more interesting you know uh, obviously sammy made a big mistake and and uh got scolded for it and uh, we'll learn from it so you know accidents always happen in in pro wrestling so uh next up was a damn good match between uh cody and scorpio sky for the tnt championship uh, this one went about 12 minutes. Cody retaining the belt. Um, on that, just a a very good match between those two guys. Uh, Scorpio definitely bright future. I think I think future I think future world champion is not out of the question for that guy. Obviously, he did get get a chance at that uh, when he took on Le Champion Chris Jericho a while back. So uh, next week is Brody Lee. Um, which, of course, if you're uh, following Dynamite, you know that there's no Dynamite Wednesday because the NBA playoffs. So that means that uh, it's Saturday, this Saturday, which means they're going head-to-head with, uh, with NXT TakeOver 30, which is very interesting. And then it's even more interesting that WWE puts out uh, Payback, a pay-per-view a week after SummerSlam. It, it's kind of, it, you know... These guys are definitely uh, uh, jockeying with each other, and there's no secret about that. Uh, Tag team championships on the line, Hangman Page and Omega against the the, uh, Jurassic Express. Another solid, again, uh, this was a night of solid matches, and this was no exception there. And uh, no surprise that uh, uh, Omega and Hangman take the the win there. I I still think uh, it's got to be obvious that FTR takes – uh, takes the uh, takes the titles from those guys. Those guys have had a hell of a long title reign too. Nobody, I don't think anybody expected them guys to to hold the titles for that long. But I think it's obvious now. It's it's got to be FTR, uh, who now uh, finally kind of had some heel tendencies when they attacked the Rock and Roll Express at the Tag Team Appreciation. I thought that whole segment was a lot of fun, especially Arn cutting a promo and. And uh, you know Tully and in, in there and and, and obviously uh, we all know this is going to somewhere with FTR Arn and Tully. We just know it, it's a matter of time. But uh, it was uh, it was a real interesting segment and uh, and a, and a little bit of a surprise, you know. Uh, a familiar face shows up in AEW for the first time, and not a wrestler, but a referee. 33-year veteran Mike Kyoto 
uh, comes to AEW, a hell of a referee. He was the senior official for WWE for a long time. Uh, I, I would assume when Earl Hebner left is when Kyoto took over as the senior official. And uh, they did a little skit with him and Jericho where Jericho is basically saying, hey, man, we go back a ways, so I'm in your, I'm in your, you know, you're in my pocket, right? Of course, we all know better, but good to see Kyoto in AEW, though, after uh, being one of those released. Uh, Hikaru Shida destroyed a jobber real quick. Um, and um, Lance Archer ripped, off, uh, ripped up uh, Jake Roberts' shirt. That was weird. <laughs> they need a they need a feud for Archer, like a a lengthy feud. Like the Janela the Janela thing, like literally started a week before they had that match. So, uh, it's just a you know matter of finding the right thing for the, at the right time. So, uh, they talked about the uh, women's tag team tournament cup, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, go to the uh, AEW YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Um, the uh, semifinals were uh, just last night, I believe. And so the finals are set, which I believe will take place at All Out. Nightmare Sisters, Allie and Brandy, take on uh, will take on Ivelisse and Diamante. And uh, I almost thought I almost thought that uh, that uh, that Tay uh, Taykanchi and uh, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on the uh, Anna J. Um, I almost thought they were going to go to the finals. Almost thought they may win it because I think I had this feeling that maybe maybe her Anna and Tay are getting together, getting along really well. They they won their first match together. I figured it didn't really make sense to give Brandy and Allie the cup, you know, because Brandy kind of help helps run the company. But uh, you know, and, and so I thought it'd be a good story that that Anna Jay and Takanchi. Uh, win the cup and Conchi joins Dark Order. Uh, now I, I I think unless like I, I've always wanted I've said it on Twitter I've, I've wanted a a stable kind of built around women and and I think there's a good opportunity with Evelise and and Diamante that they could they could build a stable around these ladies. I kind of wonder if maybe, maybe my my uh, wishes come true, and maybe uh, a, a guy joins the group or or another woman, and uh, causes uh, screws the Nightmare Sisters out of the out of the win. Well, it remains to be seen, but uh, uh, it's been a fun tournament so far, and uh, you know it was kind of cool to see uh, uh, see uh, Dasha get in the ring, and uh, among other things, it's been a, a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, uh, head over to the YouTube channel and check that out. And the $7,000 obligation match, which I love the title of, I love the title of that name uh, of that match, the $7,000 obligation match. I, I think that was a pretty slick one. Um, and uh, that was between, of course, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. All stemming from, Jericho's $7,000 jacket, which happened to be completely white, now orange, uh, being ruined. And a very good match between these guys. Um, 
I think the first match was a little better, but I think it was obvious that Orange was going to get the win here because I think we go we get the rubber match it all out. I think that makes complete sense. It's been it's been a great feud. It's been one of the best feuds in AEW right now. So I I, I definitely think it's it's uh, it's not going to be not going to be a surprise that they're going to have like just a an all out battle that may, that'll top the other two uh, on. Uh, one of the bigger pay-per-views of the, uh, uh, you know, of the year. So very good, uh, a very good addition to Dynamite. Um, wasn't, you know, I mean, there wasn't any five-star matches, but it was like everything was almost at a four-star quality. It was just a very solid night of wrestling, you know, outside of uh, one of the jobber matches with uh, Hikaru Shida. But, um, you know. Very good, uh, very good leading up to uh, Saturday. Uh, to remember, uh, no, no dynamite on Wednesday this week. It's on Saturday. Uh, we have Cody against Bro- Mr. Brody Lee, TNT Championship match. I almost, Mr. Brody Lee has to win this match. I mean, he lost to Moxley uh, for the title, for the world title. Y- you can't have Brody Lee lose to Cody and have him go 0-2 in title matches when you bring him in to be a big part of the company. And he has been a big part of the company, and he has helped bring the Dark Order to a very respectable level where at first there was a lot of skepticism over uh, over um, you know, over the Dark Order's group, you know. But uh, uh, with Brody Lee there, uh, it, it's definitely turned around. Uh, six-man tag match, the Elite, Hangman Page and the Bucks take on uh, Silver, Reynolds, and uh, I think five from the Dark Order. And I stand corrected, the finals of the women's tag team tournament is this Saturday on Dynamite. So that is uh, the Nightmare Sisters against uh, Diamante and Ivelisse. A big eight-man tag with uh, Lucha Brothers, Butcher and Blade taking on Natural Nightmares and Jurassic Express. Uh, Darby Allen is going to be in action and Ooh, get ready for this tag match, but FTR taking on private party. That's going to be fucking good kids. That's going to be good. NXT this week, uh, was, uh, was very interesting. Uh, carrying cross beat Danny Birch. And then, uh, Keith Lee came out to des- deliver the contract and, uh, it was signed by Cross. Scarlet delivers it to Lee. He opens it up, and a fireball shoots out. You know, fireball. I I, I like fireballs, man. They they are a classic staple in uh, in professional wrestling, going way back. So some people may think it's a little weird, a little hokey. I I kind of like it because it's kind of a a little throwback. Uh, Drake Maverick took on Killian Dane. It didn't last too long before Undisputed Era took to the ring causing the no contest and of course adam cole Bebe challenging pat mcafee to a face-to-face confrontation on nxt this week and uh i might be in the minority i've seen a lot of people complain about it on twitter but i really liked the the whole segment with mcafee and and adam cole uh i'm excited for the match uh, it's not like McAfee's going in there never, 
wrestling. He's trained before. So, you know, we well, are we going to get a five-star match now? But, uh, you know, we're going to get something respectable and interesting. And, and Pat will probably get a few close, uh, close near falls. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, shooting my hand out there as to who I'm picking to win that match right now. Uh, Santos Escobar, who is uh, probably going to be my vote for Marky for breakthrough NXT wrestler of the year. Uh, he took on Tyler Breeze uh, in, in a pretty good match there, uh, continuing the feud with Breezango and Legado Del Fantasma. Uh, Mia Yim, who obviously was shooken, she went to the, the hospital uh, to check on Keith Lee and uh, came back, and I figured that was going to lead to Indy Hartwell getting a yet another big win on NXT. Uh, Indy Hartwell, a girl that I've been very impressed with uh, over the past month or so. Uh, but no, Mia Yim got the win there. Uh, Bronson Reed and Damian Priest had a, had a had a great match. Those are two guys that are going to be in the ladder match. Um, Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah tag match against Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. And then we had the uh, the triple threat match between uh, Cameron Grimes, Kushida, and the surprise entrant, which was the Velveteen Dream. Good to see Dream back. Uh, Triple H commented on the allegations. They said they did not find anything. Commented on his absence. Well, he was in a car accident, so he was still waiting to be medically cleared. So now everything has has cleared up for the Dream. He is now back at it, and uh, and. Um, Apparently turned in heel uh, as he uh, uh, attacked, uh, was uh, attacking Kushida at the end of the match. Uh, But since it was Dream that did not get pinned, uh, we're going to have a second chance match, which is, that's going to be good on NXT this week. It's got to be the main event, Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream. Uh, to go with the uh, the other match uh, for the last spot between Johnny Gargano and Ridge Holland, um, I would be surprised if if Gargano does not win that. Even though I mean they're very high on Ridge Holland, uh, I've heard next big thing thrown around a little bit. Uh, we can hold off on that. I, he did have a good he did have a good. Uh, a good showing in that triple threat match. And I, I, I think this is good. Gargano and Holland will be a good match. I, I, I fully believe. So uh, I, you just cannot have a takeover without Johnny takeover, but it could lead to a good story with a heel. Johnny Gargano complaining about not being on takeover. So, eh, you know, I could see it going either way, but uh, I'm about 90, 10, for sure that Gargano is, I, I, I could see a situation where Holland could win and where they could go with Gargano bitching and moaning, but uh, I, I, I don't see it. I, I think Gargano gets the win there and a, a good six man tag match between uh, Breezango with Swerve Scott and uh, Legado del Fantasma. So uh, I, I think we're going to have ourselves a pretty good NXT uh, for Wednesday, of course, you got the the uh, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole face to face. So, I think it's going to be a, a good NXT. They're running unopposed, so they better bring bring their A game. That's for damn sure. So, uh, SmackDown this week. Um, we uh, they showed all the retribution stuff. I I. 
I wanted it to be good, but it is just it. I don't know if it's missing something or if it's just the writing or what. I I I don't care. It's like it's not gripping. It it was kind of cool for a little bit with uh, you know screwing with the production and stuff the first time they did it. Um. I think they made a mistake of announcing these guys are coming before, you know, they, they should have just uh, not said anything about a new faction coming. Um, I, I, talking to Matt earlier this week, he's like, I mean, he's on the same boat as me that this thing's the drizzling shits right now. Not interesting. And, and I mean, I, I've seen about the same kind of, uh, the same kind of sentiment over on, on social media too. I don't see too many people excited about this angle. It's, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know what's missing, but he says, you know, Matt, Matt said, when I talked to him earlier in the week, he said, you know, about the only thing that could save this is if CM Punk is the leader. And now we know that there are a bunch of people like it's not just five or six people like on SmackDown shitload of people showed up. So they, you know, they're clearly not, they can clearly change the official lineup when they want. And maybe it'll be good. A lot of people saw this as a redo of the fuck up with Nexus. Cause obviously John Cena should not have defeated Nexus when it came down to it, I think John Cena even admitted that himself uh, in an interview somewhere down the line that that was the wrong call because after that they lost all steam booking wise and they lost all credibility with, with the fans. So, you know, I just am not excited. I don't care. I have a, I I saw someone tweet this Monday and I'm like, fuck no. No, Oh, they're going to ruin the Orton-Drew McIntyre match. I'm like, fuck no. I don't know. I think Tozawa's ninjas are more interesting than Retribution right now. At least that's fun watching them be the the tackling dummies for the Hurt Business. I mean. But, uh, yeah, Big E, John Morrison, big singles match was interrupted by all the... uh, uh, retribution people and the retribution people beat up uh, the two guys injured Biggie's knee. Uh, then they had a backstage uh, segment with a bunch of heels and baby faces. Uh, Biggie kind of leading the charge, trying to rally the troops while King Corbin laughing at Biggie. But um, I, I'm afraid of what they're going to do with Retribution at SummerSlam. They're going to fuck up something, and it's going to be annoying and stupid, and nobody's going to like it because they have not given us a reason that they're going to book them well or something interesting or gripping to begin with. I mean, wow, they they, they chased off the announce team. Wow, they destroyed shit in the truck. 
wow, there's a lot of them banging pipes and cussing in the camera. I just don't care. What I do care about is the uh, the great heel run of Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, they do now uh, learn that they have to face Asuka. Both have to face Asuka for their titles at SummerSlam. I wonder. I wonder if we're getting Asuka two belts. We'll see in the predictions. Uh, they had a, uh, but yeah, but first they had a uh, tri-branded battle royal to see who would face uh, Sash, uh, uh, Bailey at SummerSlam. Oscar was a surprise entrant. They weren't expecting it. Uh, we saw some NXT women in there too. Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox. So it was kind of cool that they were involved as well. Obviously the brand split doesn't mean anything. And as it really shouldn't in the, uh, in the no fan era, uh, whenever we can get fans at full capacity. I say full capacity again. Uh, I say uh, bust out the draft one more time. Um, start it clean and keep it locked down outside of the women's tag belts. Or just not have it, but at the same time, you know, it, you know, you don't have a brand split but it's hard to trust creative not to sweep half the roster under the rug and just focus on everybody on, on, on the two shows. So I think that's the best course of action is have a loose brand split now, like they are. And then, and then have uh, another draft once, uh, once we can have fans again. Mandy Rose, who uh, looks great with short hair, by the way, uh, cutting a promo and challenging Sony Deville to a hair versus hair match at SummerSlam, which was accepted by Deville later on in the night. And of course, um, everybody, uh, wrestling fans probably know by now a very scary situation involving an intruder into Sony Deville's house who was uh, planning on kidnapping her. Very scary situation, thankfully. Uh, both her and Mandy Rose were at the house and the alarm was triggered and they were able to, uh, thankfully escape safely. And, and, uh, the, the fucking creep was captured and hopefully he's locked up for a long, long time. Based on all the details we saw there, there's, uh, I think plenty to, uh, to lock that fucker up for a long time. Seamus took on Shorty G. Uh, he was pissed because uh, Shorty G cost him the match because he attacked Matt Riddle, accepting the King's ransom. So that led up to that match. Seamus got the win there. Uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross went up to Alexa Bliss and hugged her and apologized for pushing her down a couple of weeks ago, uh, asking her how she is after getting attacked by the Fiend. Of course, she did not look normal, but she kept saying she's fine. But she did not look normal at all. <laughs> Very interesting segment on SmackDown. AJ Styles comes out with Joseph Park. What? Impact, uh, impact, uh, impact wrestling reunion with, uh, with, uh, now, you know, the immediate thing that came to my mind is, are we going to get abyss and the fiend? Yes, please. Uh, but, uh, Joseph Park, uh, was his, uh, businessman to uh, bring along a a statistic system a ranking system for the intercontinental title 
and uh, it, it ranked everybody that uh, that deserved a shot at AJ Styles, and well, it was nobody. The funny part about the system is he called it the phenomenal intercontinental statistics system. Uh, that is spells out piss. A lot of people think that's a shot at at AEW and their uh, wins and losses and ranking system. Is it? Probably. Uh, you know, AEW is on the mind of, of WWE and vice versa. It's no secret. So I thought it was funny. It was great to see Joseph Park. As long as we get Abyss. And man, Abyss, speaking of, like Jeff Hardy came out to interrupt, man, him and Abyss and Jeff Hardy had some great battles and impact as well. Uh, but Hardy came out and said, well, he respects Styles and, uh, and uh, he thinks he deserves a shot at the uh, belt. And Styles kind of acted like he was playing along how he respected Jeff. And he said, hell no. And then Hardy punched Styles and then uh, wrote his name on the board and signed it with his signature as well. The funny part was after the, after the fact, a, uh, uh, Joseph Parks carrying the board. And uh, AJ is interviewed backstage by Kayla. And, and uh, he tries to erase it. But Joseph Park had handed him a permanent marker. Um, but uh, Styles and Hardy, obviously, uh, they've had some uh, classics in TNA as well. So uh, that should be a good one on SmackDown uh, this Friday, which is, uh, of course, the debut of the Thunderdome. So uh, very curious to see what that looks like. You know, WWE ain't broke, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of money behind it and going to look pretty fucking cool. I'll talk a little more about that later when we get to headlines. Uh, Nakamura and Cesaro are feuding with the, uh, Lucha house party. So, uh, we, uh, had a match between Shinsuke and Grand Metalik, which Grand Metalik got the win. Uh, very, very solid match. Very short match though, too. Uh, Matt Riddle in a, uh, interviewed by Kayla Braxton. Shorty G kind of showed up trying to apologize. And it seemed like, uh, Riddle's like, that's cool, bro. Then uh, Corbin attacked from behind. And Corbin made it look like, oh, thanks for the help there. Thanks for the distraction, Shorty G. But we weren't quite sure if uh, that was what Shorty G was intending. So maybe a little uh, a little up in the air type of deal there. Uh, we got the uh, the interview with Alexa Bliss. Of course, she's kind of out of it. And uh, then was at, uh, but very shooken when uh, they asked her about the uh, – a uh, clip of Braun Strowman last week saying he doesn't give a damn about Alexa Bliss after all the friendship they had. Because clearly Braun Strowman has changed since getting thrown into that lake. And uh, that upset Alexa. More to come on that. Uh, we finally got Big E and John Morrison. And uh, it's a damn good match, 12 minutes long. Big E getting the win, obviously, as uh, we're continuing the, the Big E singles run. Uh, where it goes, I don't know if it goes to... The IC belt, if it goes to the world title, I'd love to see it go for the world title. Would love to see him win the world title. Um, he's already been an Intercontinental Champion before, so uh, either one will still be cool. But I would love to see him go for that world title. And then. Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman in the ring, and uh, Bliss trying to slap some sense into Braun. Whoops, as my echo goes off. <laughs> I will never learn, by the way. Um, Braun ain't having it. 
he's berating uh bliss and saying that uh you know she was trying to change him hold him back maybe and uh, that led to a uh, uh braun picking up bliss into a gorilla press slam and uh had her way high in the air and dropped her of course the lights went out so i mean the way they filmed it obviously they probably had a padding or something underneath and the lights would went out too so when the fiend showed up so we didn't see alexa actually hit hit that bump but then uh the fiend shows up in the ring and, and braun's gone he's on the uh the tron laughing so then we got a segment of uh or then we got a then we got braun and, and the fiend laughing at each other or laughing at the same time, and I had flashbacks to when The Fiend and uh, Matt Hardy were doing that. Uh, so that just furthered that feud. That ended SmackDown. Monday Night Raw. Started out with Drew McIntyre. He was cutting a promo, but that promo was interrupted by Retribution, screwing up uh, things in the truck, and they went to commercial. And, uh, you know, already talked about retribution enough. Uh, we got Apollo Crews, Shelton Benjamin, short match there. Apollo Crews wins because uh, he won. Uh, he gets his wish that the rest of the Hurt Business of Benjamin and, and Lashley are banned from ringside in the SummerSlam match against MVP. Uh, the Hurt Business attack Cruz afterwards, and then uh, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander all save him. And then R-Truth comes out and uh, pins Benjamin and wins the uh, – or got – R-Truth is running around ringside and Benjamin attacked Truth, and, and Benjamin wins back the 24-7 championship. Uh, Ivar took out Angel Garza in a, a quick match. Angel Garza getting the win there. Uh, they, this Demi chick from The Bachelor, I don't know the point of all this, but uh, she's not a good actress. Sorry. Uh, but but the story was that, uh, uh, that Angel was hitting on her, then Ivar was hitting on her, but when they were having their own match against each other, then Angela swoops in. So, yay. Compelling shit. You know. That's right. And uh, Dawkins was teasing footage of uh, teasing footage of the uh, uh, some you know, some surprising footage or whatnot. Uh, well, that was basically the footage that said that uh, that showed that Zelina Vega was the one that poisoned Montez. And uh, Montez returned to Monday Night Raw and attacked Garza and Andrade. And uh, there you go. Uh, Mickey James, uh, welcome back. First match uh, since her uh, about a year, over a year with knee surgery. Well, she didn't get an entrance, and well, uh, and uh, well, the match was basically an afterthought because Seth Rollins had come out and was arguing with Samoa Joe. It's like, well, you know. Yeah. Not a not a great return for Mickey James there. 
Uh, we got uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks teaming up with uh, teaming up to take on Oscar and Shayna Baszler. Uh, Nia Jax, who is still indefinitely suspended, uh, uh, busted through the plexiglass and attacked Shayna Baszler, took her to the back. So then Oscar was in a two-on-one situation, but then Baszler eventually came back and put the Kirafuda clutch on Bailey to get the win. So if uh, Bailey does uh, get past Oscar, maybe Shayna has uh, laid a claim uh, at the SmackDown Women's Championship going forward. Uh, remains to be seen, but uh, we will see. Uh, later on in the night, uh, MVP had challenged uh, Apollo and to get two men and do a six-man tag with the Hurt Business. And uh, Cruz said it would be Ricochet and Ali, and that upset Cedric Alexander. And uh, Apollo reminded Cedric that he was put in the full Nelson earlier, and you should just set this one out. Maybe planting seeds for a heel turn. Maybe, maybe. Shawn Michaels and Drew McIntyre are having a conversation. I mean, we all know where this is going later on with, with Shawn Michaels, but uh, Shawn tells uh, Drew to give him some space and to let him be out there alone. We all know what's going to happen, though. See it coming. Mile away. Iconics and Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan talking some shit to each other, and... Uh, the uh, the ride squad leaves and and Billy Kay goes who's that? Camera pans over and oh look it's Jessman Duke and Marina Shafir uh, joining their uh, their buddy Shayna Baszler. So uh, I guess uh, I guess we're we're calling those girls up. And of course you know a year down the line hopefully we we get Becky Lynch back we can have the four horsewomen against the four horsewomen. Uh, Peyton Royce, Ruby Wright had a, a very short match. And then we had uh, Raw Underground with uh, uh, Eric uh, from the Viking Raiders uh, beat up some guy. And Shane asked how, what Dolph Ziggler's thoughts were. And he goes, ah, it's about a four out of ten. Nice Bret Hart quote right there. Eric challenges Ziggler. And uh, so then they, uh, they face off. And uh, Ziggler uh, wins with a choke and, of course, a little thumb to the eye, too, because, you know, you always got to use a thumb to the eye when you need to. Uh, then we had a, a promo with uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio um, leading a little bit of payback, getting a little uh, kendo stick payback for what they did to Dominic the week before. Uh, the, pretty good segment. Uh, I mean, again, I've been thinking that that whole feud's been – Pretty good, and it's, it's good to have a long-term lengthy feud in the WWE where a lot of times those things are rare. Uh, they show Cedric Alexander by himself. MVP shows up to, to stir the pot, maybe. Uh, they, they're further teasing that, that Cedric will join the Hurt Business. Uh, we had uh, Arturo Ruiz and Rick Moss fight in uh, Raw Underground. Uh, then we got the six-man elimination tag, um, which was uh, after Shelton Benjamin got eliminated, Cedric Alexander showed up and took the 24-7 title from uh, uh, from Shelton. So I guess that I guess shows that he's not joining the Hurt Business, maybe. I don't know. 
It's possible. Uh, then that for some reason they had a a twenty four seven match between Cedric and Tazawa, which won a minute by Cedric winning, and then Shelton Benjamin came out and and pinned Alexander and got the title back. So I was like, okay. And uh, then uh, three of the uh, the four horsewomen, Marina Shafir, Justin Duke, and Shayna Baszler showed up at Raw Underground. Um, Maria uh, Shafir took on a woman there, and after that, uh, she got uh, done winning. Uh, Nia Jack showed up and then uh, beat up uh, Justin Duke as well, and uh, Baszler challenged her a match at Raw Underground, but uh, Nia... Nia uh, headed for the hills, so we did not get uh, that. So probably more to come on that later on on Raw Underground. Uh, and Montez Ford defeated Andrade in a quick match, and Shawn Michaels ate a punt. We all knew that that was coming. But the big story was that that uh, it did not seem like Shawn Michaels really sold the punt that well. Everybody was wondering why he was still up and around uh, uh, at the end of the mat uh, at the end of the night, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's more to it or if that's just Sean being Sean. It was kind of funny. I thought it myself. So I was like, oh, he's uh, uh, not selling that punt. There was a report from PW Insider today. Some good news. Maybe finally Talking Smack might be coming back to the WWE Network. Of course, uh, they have the uh, the Raw Talk after Monday Night Raw because, you know, we have to have a show after three hours to talk more about raw, uh, especially after that, that raw was not that good this week. It was a good one last week, but this week was not that good, but uh, I miss talking smack. It was great. Renee young and Daniel Bryan were great. I uh, don't know if it would be them again because you know, Daniel's a competitor now, but uh, you know, that, that would uh, remain to be seen. Going into some headlines. As we mentioned, the Thunderdome is coming on Friday, this Friday SmackDown. Of course, uh, it'll be uh, uh, used as well on uh, SummerSlam and Monday Night Raw as well. TakeOver will and NXT will still remain at full sale, which was weird. I thought they were at the PC too. Uh, I did not realize... Uh, I did not realize that uh, NXT had not had been back at full sale for a while now, uh, but it has been reported that they will be uh, the WWE will be with the uh, Amway Center, of course, where the Magic play in Orlando. Uh, they will be there all the way through October thirtieth. Uh, there will be no fans in the venue, uh, but there will be virtual fans, kind of like what you're seeing in the in the uh, in the NBA right now. Um says, barring an amendment to the agreement, no live fans. But uh, WWE gets uh, access to the whole arena up until then. Uh, Wednesday Night Wars for some ratings uh, go to AEW by quite a margin. 792,000 to 619. Both lost a considerable chunk of viewers, though. Uh, and, of course, that demo, you know, you talk about the demo god, Chris Jericho. Uh, the 18 to 49 demo, AEW, 0.32. NXT uh, half that point sixteen. Uh, Friday night SmackDown went up 
to uh, 1.979 million, just a hair under 2 million. They have not cracked 2 million since June 26th, but I bet you it's going to go up this Friday because there's going to be, I think, a little bit of interest in the Thunderdome. I don't, I don't think the numbers are going to skyrocket, but I think there is going to be a considerable bump for, uh, for SmackDown especially just to see what this Thunderdome is all about. And uh, Monday Night Raw, go home for SummerSlam, not good. Uh, 1.643 million. Uh, that would be the third worst number of all time for uh of course uh, uh the, the the other two worst numbers of all time came in july 20th and july 27th so they've all been recent but uh raw only did a, a million and a half hour three and it was not a good show so be interesting to see if the thunderdome could get some more viewers back to monday night raw as well Uh, some, uh, some kind of sad news here with, uh, uh, as appears that, uh, Priscilla Kelly has tweeted that her and Darby Allen are going through a divorce. So, uh, hopefully, uh, they both can get through that, uh, those tough times here ahead. It's kind of, kind of sad. We, we, uh, a lot of people love both those guys as, as wrestlers and as a couple. So, uh, unfortunate news there. WWE, uh, this will be the first of many articles I talk about with trademarks, but uh, WWE has filed for a lot of trademarks uh, coming up. Um, Mustache Mountain, Karrion Cross, James Drake, Jake Atlas, Indy Hartwell, Casey Catanzaro, Gallus, Indus Shear, Grizzled Young Veterans, Legato Del Fantasma, Imperium. So it looks like a lot of UK ones are up for renewal and some other ones that they're jumping on as well. Uh Going back a couple of weeks since we were off last week, um, very interesting. Daniel Bryan on Twitter on August 6th said, he'd love to do a match with The Rock based on solely how many times my he's, his daughter has made me listen to You're Welcome. And then, of course, it stuck to my head, and I sang it all day. And then Rock responds, I can see the writing on the wall from on this wall from miles away. I'll be jobbing again in the spirit of being a girl dad. Let's do it, and congrats, congrats, brother, on the new arrival. We're thrilled for you, Mama B and fam. Oh, man, Rock and Daniel Bryan. The promos leading up to it, a hell of a match. Gimme, 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 gimme. Uh, congrats to MVP with signing a multi-year deal with the WWE. He was on the cusp of retirement. Thought he wasn't coming back after a few appearances, and uh, he has done a hell of a job. Uh, this year with the uh, the hurt business and everything, and and he uh, celebrated on Instagram with some Yamazaki single malt Japanese whiskey, aged 18 years. I bet that was mighty tasty. But uh, congrats, MVP! Hell of a hell of a 2020 for that guy. Rock has uh, more Rocky news. Rock has topped Forbes annual highest paid actors list, coming in at 87 and a half million. Between June of 2019 and June of 2020, yeah, yeah, no surprise. The Rock is rich and the biggest star in Hollywood. Who would know that a pro wrestler would become the biggest star in Hollywood? 
Paul Heyman announced modes that are coming to WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Of course, the game, uh, arcade game with no no uh, simulation 2K 2K game this year. Uh, 2K coming out with an arcade game and uh, September 18th. So the uh, release date is exactly a month away. There is a campaign mode, uh, exhibition mode with uh, one-on-one tag team triple threat, fatal four-way steel cage match and roll rumble. There's a king of the battleground mode. It's uh, a brawl to become the last man or woman standing as you and up to seven other online players burn it down and try to fling one another out of the arena. The longer you stay in the arena, the higher your score climbs. So there's an online tournament mode, a battleground challenge mode, which looks like kind of a tower, like a Mortal Kombat, if you're familiar with that. More trademarks for the WWE, pretty deadly. The Hunt, Zach Gibson, Rinku, and Sarah. And uh, if you watched Dynamite this uh, this past week, you know that the TNT Championship is now finished and uh, looks a lot better. Actually, it's a whole different belt. Uh, Cody said he's keeping the uh, the old uh, the old prototype, I guess we could call it, keeping that for himself for uh, memorabilia purposes, I believe. But uh, the uh, the new belt obviously uh, delayed due to COVID nineteen related issues uh, with logistics and such is now finished. So. Of course, if you've been watching AEW, you know what it looks like. Been a weird, uh, just some weird, a weird week for WWE women. Shotzi Blackheart announced her car was stolen, and with her ring gear in it. Uh, but she did announce that uh, she was able to recover the car, and her ring gear is intact. But Jesus, what, what is going on lately with uh, with the with uh, WWE? Uh, the official WWE press release for the Thunderdome is as follows. WWE Thunderdome featuring state-of-the-art set, video boards, pyrotechnics, lasers, cutting-edge graphics, drone cameras. will take WWE fans' viewing experience to an unprecedented level starting Friday, August 21st on Fox, kicking off SummerSlam weekend. WWE has a long history of uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, with the debut of the Thunderdome, WWE will take residency in the Amway Center in Orlando and virtually bring fans into the arena via live video on massive LED boards in conjunction with the famous group and its proprietary technology. Uh, this will be for every Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view event, which we said up until uh, through August 30th or October 30th. Um, fans can register to have their uh, uh, virtual seat as a for upcoming shows by going to www.thunderdome.com or go to WWE's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Very interesting to see what that's going to look like. Like I said, that's probably going to bring some viewership to SmackDown on Friday for sure. Uh, NBC launched their Peacock streaming service, uh, which I believe you can get a year for $30. I don't know if that deal is still valid. I got it. I kind of did it as a pre-order thing because it was a, I have a pretty good deal, but two and a half dollars a month. Uh, there's some WWE uh, content on there. Uh, best of WWE compilations for Steve Austin, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, Brock Lesnar, as well as best WrestleMania matches. Uh, 25 years of Triple H. 
uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions, uh, div- uh, divided into two seasons, one for Undertaker and Goldberg, the other for Kane, Big Show, Bret Hart, and Ric Flair. Uh, WWE Untold, uh, the full 20-episode run of WWE's Monday Night War documentary series, uh, the full five-episode first season of WWE's Ruthless Aggression, and the complete 21-episode run of WrestleMania Rewind, all part on the Peacock streaming service. More trademarks, uh, UK-related, uh, Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey, Sam Stoker, and Lewis Howley. Uh, uh, the um, Stalker case on uh, for Sonya Deville uh, hearing is set for Thursday, so I believe next week's show we should probably have some more updates as to what um, uh, what is going to happen. I'm assuming he's probably going to be held without bond, but we'll find out. CM Punk had a lot to say recently about uh, uh, Retribution, the Thunderdome, and a lot. Uh, In regards to Retribution, he goes, the Retribution members should be the grandchildren of all the heads of former territories led by Greg Gagne. (laughs) Oh, Phil. Um, Unrelated, have the Road Warrior movies been responsible for the most pro wrestling gimmicks and names? Obviously with the Thunderdome, as you see behind me. Uh, he, he goes, a lot of you don't understand this tweet. I'm talking Road Warriors, Humongous, Match Beyond, Thunderdome. And if he's not the leader of Retribution, I don't think anybody's going to give a shit, like Matt said. Uh, according uh, a little further on the Talking Smack, uh, PW Insider talking that the revival may happen for Talking Smack as soon as uh, as the end of August. So that'll be cool. Uh, we don't get to see Renee Young much uh, with uh, WWE backstage gone. So yeah, which was I thought was an entertaining show. Anything Renee Young, Renee Young does is great. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it leads to um, you know. We get talking smack back again. While appearing on the pop culture show podcast, Bill Goldberg revealed that he's still under a WWE deal and that deal calls for two matches per year through 2023. So, I know there was a little talk of Goldberg AEW, which I don't know if anybody bought for a second. Um, but yeah, Goldberg's still with WWE twice a year through 2023. Uh, more trademarks, Malcolm Bivens, Mercedes Martinez, Primate Jay Melrose, Raquel Gonzalez, and Retribution were filed. The federal government seeking to seize the home of Ted DiBiase Jr., uh, the Associated Press announced, uh, this came out just today, actually, that they're seeking to seize the $1.5 million home of former WWE star, star Ted DiBiase Jr. This stems from an audit into the uh, Department of Human Services after arrests were made in February 2020 in one of the largest embezzlement scandals ever in the history of that office, a scandal that saw direct connections to the DiBiase wrestling family. Uh, former WWE developmental talent Brent, uh, Brett DiBiase was among those indicted several months ago as part of the scandal, which saw 
uh, the former director of Mississippi State Welfare's agency, and five others charged in the embezzlement scandals. Uh, DeBiase Jr. not accused of the crime, uh, but federal agents are preventing him from selling his home and uh, looking to seize the home. Um, it was alleged that Brett DiBiase was given funds to go to a drug treatment center in Malibu that was earmarked for Mississippi's welfare programs. According to documents, DiBiase was allegedly given the money as payment for classes he didn't teach for drug abuse. Crazy story. We'll, uh, we'll give you more, uh, more of an update on that as we, uh, as we hear it. So, uh, Daniel Bryan is uh, one of the many wrestlers lately that have uh, had to jump on the Twitch train. Of course, you got, uh, obviously, uh, Austin Creed, Xavier Woods, up, up, down, down, uh, Adam Cole, AJ Styles, Paige, uh, I think Shotzi Blackheart, Mia Yim, a lot of a lot of gamers, a lot of gamers in the WWE, and uh, I, d- I did not realize Daniel Bryan was a gamer. You don't really have to be a gamer either. I mean, a, a lot of times Paige will just shit, uh, sit and chat with the uh, the fans on Twitch. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Daniel Bryan does on Twitch. Uh, the complete. Uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds roster has been revealed. It is uh, 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 large. So uh, uh, go to IGN.com and check it out. Um, there are going to be uh, a lot that are added post-launch too. So uh, a big, big list of wrestlers that are coming to the game there. I'm going to wait and see. Uh, I, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to get it right away. Uh, I'm going to kind of ra- wait and see. Kind of wait for reviews. Uh, see if it's microtransaction hell, you know, like NBA, the NBA playgrounds was supposed to be a successor to NBA jam. And no, it wasn't. So I'm going to take the wait and see approach on uh, battlegrounds. And I mean, price tag starting out at 40. So, uh, you know, black Friday, it'll probably, it could be down by 20 or 25 by black Friday. So maybe I'll just uh, uh, be patient. Uh, sad news in the wrestling world as uh, as uh, John Bajoria, better known as Xavier, passed away at the age of 42. There has not been any word on on the circumstances of his passing, but family members confirmed um, he was the second ever Ring of Honor World Champion, defeating Low Key, and held the belt. He held the belt, I believe, for a considerable amount of time before Samoa Joe defeated him to become the third champion. I was not watching ring of honor back then. Um, you know, I'd have to talk to Matt and Daryl to see if they, obviously they live in the area of where ring of honor kind of grew to see if they knew a lot more about the guy than I did. So, but still sad to, to see a, a man pass away at a very young age. And um, obviously we were eventually going to see this, but uh, uh, for the first time uh, we have some releases in AEW as uh, AEW has confirmed the releases of uh, British stars, Jimmy Havoc, Bea Priestley and Sadie Gibbs. 
Um, of course, Jimmy Havoc was uh, alleged uh, abuse allegations. Um, we haven't seen B Priestley. I don't think she's been. I don't. I don't think she's been able to return to the states due to COVID. Uh, and I, maybe the same for for Sadie Gibbs. I don't know, but uh, we will. Uh, uh, maybe the door will be open once uh, once shit gets better with COVID and everything, and and uh, that. So hopefully the the door is open for uh, them to return. And it is now official. We talked about it earlier uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but uh, indie wrestling is now debuted on the WWE Network. You can watch Evolve, Progress, ICW, uh, WXW, uh, so you can watch uh, some of your current WWE superstars in the indies. Uh, more uh, specifically, Drew McIntyre. Uh, watch his run, which basically, I mean, transformed. Got released by WWE. Basically, transformed himself and uh, became a force in Impact Wrestling, and then. Hey, there you go. WWE champion now for, for, uh, uh, quite a while now. So it's going to do it for headlines. Let's go to, uh, take over and SummerSlam predictions to close out the show. Uh, take over 30, take over triple X is this Saturday on the WWE network. I unfortunately will not be able to watch live, so I won't be white live tweeting that or dynamite. Uh, my birthday is coming up a week from, uh, Wednesday on the 26th. Uh, and, uh, so I'm going to celebrate birthday with friends on the 22nd. So I will uh, have to play catch up with a uh, dynamite and take over, uh, before the next show. Only four, uh, matches announced. So I would assume more to be added Two more, uh, probably two more added, uh, probably, uh, on NXT this week. Uh, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I honestly think it's Dakota's time. I, I uh, It's not like Io's held it for a very long time, but I think Dakota's done well enough to be able to uh, to win the championship and, and hold the championship. Um, NXT women definitely need to... Uh, establish more top stars in that women's division as they you know always lose women to uh, raw and smackdown so i think it's a good time to establish that star dakota kai has done a hell of a job since the heel turn at war games uh we haven't seen raquel gonzalez in a while maybe raquel shows up in casio i'm not sure but uh, i'm gonna go dakota kai here uh adam cole pat mcafee uh, obviously i've enjoyed the build uh, I, I like both guys a lot. The internet is going to burn down if Pat McAfee wins. Maybe that's maybe he's going to win just to piss off the internet. I don't know. Uh, he's done a good job as a as a, basically the heel. I, I, it's like Cole's the babyface in this whole thing, and and Pat's done a hell of a job as the heel. You can't have Adam Cole, who held the NXT Championship for over a year lose to Pat McAfee, unless there's some chicanery. But I think Cole's winning. And if he doesn't win, man, the internet's going to go on fire. Ladder match for the in- vacant NXT North American Championship. We have uh, we don't even know who, who all's in it yet. So um, we do know Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes. 
And then it's going to either be uh, Johnny Gargano, Ridge Holland, Finn Balor, or Velveteen Dream. I honestly think Finn Balor is going to win this, uh, win the ladder match. He's never held the North American title. I think eventually he'll get back the NXT title, I, uh, which I believe he's held twice, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's only held it once. But he's never held the North American either, so I think it's going to. I think Balor's going to add that to his resume and become the North American champion. Uh, he'll defeat Velveteen Dream. Velveteen's going to continue to to be uh, uh, a heel, and as he, I think with what he did to Kushida and such. Um, so I, I think Balor is going to win that ladder match. Uh, NXT Championship: Karrion Cross, Keith Lee. Uh, You've built up Karrion Cross to be a monster. You got to go through with it. I know Keith Lee hasn't held the title for that long. Uh, you know, he's held it for approximately 50 days, but they kind of booked themselves into a corner. And uh, you, you build up Cross so heavily leading into it, uh, you got to have him win. Uh, then SummerSlam, eight matches are currently on the card. Um, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, hair versus hell, hair versus hair. Mandy's winning that. Sonya's going to Sonya's going to be bald. Uh, it'd be interesting to see Sonya bald. Uh, Braun Strowman against the Fiend. The Fiend doesn't need the title. I think Braun wins it especially with Braun being a heel now really opens up the door for contenders, especially maybe if you push Biggie up that way. Uh, so I think Braun Strowman wins it. Bailey and Sasha each face Oscar. Ron SmackDown women's championships. Oscar's going to win both belts because I think Bailey and Sasha have to also defend the tag belts at payback. I think after payback, they are going to be beltless. And then I think then we finally maybe get the feud between Sasha and Bailey that we all figured was going to be at SummerSlam. But I think Oscar wins both belts, but does not hold on to the, to the raw one for too long. I think Shayna Baszler, um, now that she's got her friends with her too, but Baszler did pin Bailey. That was for the SmackDown belt, but at the same time, if you're doing a brand, uh, you know, Baszler right now is a Raw wrestler. I think, I think, I mean, she's been on Raw Underground now, so uh, and, and that's a good place for her as well. So, I, but I think Baszler maybe takes it off of Oscar very shortly after. But I think Oscar comes out with both belts because I really think after Payback the next week, uh, Sasha and Bailey are going to be beltless all of a sudden. Uh, Dominic Mysterio against Seth Rollins street fight. I think since it's a street fight, I think Dominic's going to win. Obviously, Ray's in, in Dominic's corner. Seth has Murphy in his corner. Uh, yeah, I think start the career off with a big win against Seth Rollins, so I'd go with that. 
Uh, United States Championship, Apollo Cruz MVP. I think Apollo retains that. I think Andrade and Angel Garza will uh, take this titles off the Street Profits. Street Profits have had a hell of a run with the titles. I don't know if they play the poison segment in there. Maybe Montez gets weakened as the as the match goes on. I don't know how they're going to do that. But uh, and then uh, WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Again, I see this going fifty fifty either way. I mean, Randy Orton's had a hell of a year. He's uh, he's punted a lot of legends on the way to this title match. So it almost would make sense that he dethrones Drew McIntyre here. But Drew McIntyre also needs that signature, a very big signature win. I'm going Randy Orton. I think just because of the big year he's had, I think they're going to put the title on him for the 14th time. I don't like it, but I don't hate it either. So we'll see. But uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, Again, big weekend with uh, SummerSlam and uh, TakeOver this weekend, as well as Dynamite going head-to-head with TakeOver. So that's going to do it for this edition of Lost the Midcard. I'd like to thank SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes. Spotify and any of your favorite podcasting apps, make sure you search for Lost the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new way episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. And you can also get the YouTube version, so you can see the video version, see us in action here. And uh, the links to everything are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Midcard or Twitter at LITMC Podcast. And uh, you can follow myself on the Twitter at JB Huskers. Uh, make sure you follow Matt at Raw Showtime and Daryl at No One Like D. But uh, final thought is it's a big wrestling weekend. Uh, we're going to get some surprises. We're going to get the Thunderdome. I think it's going to be very exciting. Um, Dynamite's coming at us on a weekend, uh, going head-to-head with NXT as well. So... Uh, it's going to be a very big weekend, and uh, we'll be here to talk about it next week. So thank you for tuning in to Lost the Mid Card. Have yourself a good one. <laughs>